Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Deepalm. Follow you on Twitter at Deepalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare leave, lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts for absolutely free. 99 of those five-star reviews. We much appreciate it. We're back. We're recording this on Sunday the 15th. Right before these Game 7 tip-off, we're going to be talking about them. We're talking about a lot of stuff, but it's not just me today. No, no, no. We've got the editor-in-chief of the MCR Network, the man who I talk to more than possibly anyone else in the world. What up, Chris? Maybe nice of a unhit the mute button. But, um, no, it's great to be great to be on and talk about sports that I don't watch. So, um, yeah. I become that guy that I was like, wait, that happened in sports? Wow, that's crazy. Wow, wow. Like to the point of even you asked me about what about MMA stuff and I'm like you know what I haven't really been following MMA either. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things about sports is that you can literally like it's a good way to it's a good lens to look at anything and you can take just common sense and apply it to sports. Like the first thing I want to talk about today is not a sport that I watch. It's golf. The last couple episodes of UD Pod I've talked about golf because Phil Mickelson's showing his entire ass out here. For those of you who haven't been here before, Phil Mickelson. Uh, won a bunch of money in the past as a, a, a top flight golfer. However, he got in a lot of trouble this past spring when he said that he was joining the Saudi backs. They're competing towards all this extra money, yada, yada, yada. But the, the quote that came out in relation to a biography that's coming out about Davidson was that they were dealing with money from a bunch of quote, scary ass Saudis. We know what they did to Khashoggi. Um, after these quotes came out, he lost a bunch of sponsorships and it was then revealed that the book that's coming out will reveal that he had over $40 million in gambling losses over the course of three years. He's now dropped out of next week's PGA Championship, where he would have been defending his title, as the PGA has remained unmoving on, if you play for the Saudi League, we're going to take away your tour card, and you may never play here again. Chris, <laughs> this, is, this is the largest version of stupid people money problems I've ever seen in my entire life. So what you're telling me is Phil Mickelson won a bunch of money. He spent that money essentially on his family, his homes, uh, transportation, a lifestyle, but he also blew $40 million gambling. It sounds like Phil's broke. I, how, I think we talked about this last <laughs> time, right? You did the last time we were on and when, we, or when I did that emergency, uh, that, that surprise insanity check. That's been driving me crazy. It's something I've been paying attention to in sports is um, when did gambling become so mainstream and cool? Like, I'm so glad you're here. Because this is, this is I bug the shit out of me. Because I, been, I mean, and again, we're going to we'll get the fill in a minute here, but it's been driving me crazy. I'm watching ESPN. And they're just like, all right, now on the sports book. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Wait, you are you guys like you're second half money lines. Really you're, looking you're, great. You're for getting, you. You're getting, you're getting, you're, you're, you're getting the, the host talk about the money lines and prop bets. And I'm like, wait, since when did we, isn't, that's, wait, wait, I, <laughs> and we all, we all did it before. Remember when Brent Musburger would be like, that touchdown doesn't matter for the scoreboard, but it does matter to a lot of people out there. He would wink and nod to the gambler. Right. This is different. This is, this is not wink and nod. It's like, I, I when did this, so, so then, so there's that, right? And, and I love it because they, when they do that, they also then put the warning of going like, well, if you have gambling problems, you can, you know, go in there, go here. And if you have a serious, I'm like, but you guys are, it's like you guys are a bar who is saying, hey, 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 drink in moderation though, guys. Wink, right? So I'm seeing that. And then you hear about a guy who, how much did he lose gambling? It's estimated forty million dollars. Uh, no, just one. No, again, I'm not against gambling. People do it; they have fun. I get it. But like, at some point, there has to be a money limit. Where there's two things: one, you realize you're bad at it, mm -hmm. and then two, that. If you keep doing it, you might have a fucking problem. And I don't know what that line is, but I do know that $40 million is well past both of them. 
So I want to tackle what you said in two parts. First and foremost, I want to talk about Phil. $40 million is a problem. Objectively. It's too much money to lose. Subjectively, I'll come from you got. And, and to be fair, how much did they ever say that, that, that Jordan, because Jordan was gambling too. How much did Jordan ever lose? Ain't a little 40, dog. He ain't a little 40. And oh, Jordan's got much more money's longer than, than, than Phil's. And that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying here because I remember the big deal when people talk about how much money they, they, that, that Jordan would lose. But I ain't never heard of Jordan losing $40 million. Dog, so. they'd be like, Jordan lost $2 million this year. Like, I was like, I lost $2 million last weekend. Y'all don't know shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just <laughs> Also, Jordan cheats. Um, I'm sure I've told you this story. I know I've told on the podcast before. My favorite Jordan story of all time is when they moved to the United Center, they had a the M&M race coming out of halftime every game. And he bet Scotty Pippen like 200 bucks every game on who would win the M&M race. And he, 41 home games, Michael Jordan won $4,100 off of him, or 41 times. And it turns out he'd been giving the uh, scoreboard operator apparently $100 each game to tell him who was going to win. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll so you <laughs> it's, it's different. <laughs> um, the spill apparently is not cheap. <laughs> the is cheating and losing 40 mil. We've got other problems on the <laughs> We've got other problems. But oh. I'll say this. You say you have a problem with gambling. I'm developing a problem with gambling. It's getting in the way of sports. And I know that as like, I'll say it, white mediocrity has like become the law of the land. We've seen the, the, the move go away from we're celebrating the athletes to look at these executives, which is just fucking weird. And then it became, oh, fantasy football, I'm my own executive, which you want to be an exec dog? You want to wear a suit? You don't want to dunk the ball. You want to sign the check for the guy. Okay, cool. And then it became, I don't need to be an executive. I can just openly and outwardly wager on the outcomes. There used to be a running, like, you could never put a football team in Vegas because the gambling would. They did the draft out of Vegas this year, Chris. What are we doing? And, and a lot of it was, it's twofold. A lot of it was. COVID happened, money dried up, they had to find resources for money. The other thing was, also COVID-related, crypto got involved. And a lot of those crypto funds were a good way to, I don't know, hide some funds and get involved in the sports game. Crypto.com, or excuse me, the LA Lakers, I hope they got their money in real money before the crash without naming rights. So there's two things, right? And uh, Okay, so I'm with you. I, my, I don't have a problem with gambling in general i have a problem with what it's done to sports and Hmm. i think you laid it out there for me that it's even the the way they did it right the fact that it so transparently happened right around covid not not even right around it happened with covid right because it wasn't this open it wasn't like this like to the point of again espn is not only running ads for gambling but they're doing it during the shows. Full they're integration. Top to bottom. Openly betting and talking about it, right? And so you have that. And then, like you said, it's crypto, right? And so all of that stuff, particularly when everyone during the pandemic was feeling a pinch, right? So the, then not you're not pumping gambling when – Everyone's kind of riding a little bit of a high and the economy's going really strong and things like that. But you're getting people that were already desperate, right? Mm-hmm. There's already people out there that had some really rough times during COVID. And those are both times. And this is, I won't go down completely down the, the, the crypto Bitcoin route. But crypto and Bitcoins and NFTs and all this stuff really took off during COVID. And I'm sorry, can you see why, folks? It's desperate people who think that are being told that they can get rich quick and they can work and they just put some money behind this stuff like that happened. And so now you got the big boys, the the, the people that have money, the the businesses coming in during that same time now trying to really get money off of it, right? And it's so – like. I'm this person of at least hide it from me. Mm-hmm. Don't do it in my face. 
Like that's right. something like, that, that's driving me crazy. It's like it's so blatantly in my fucking face. Like don't don't do that. Don't don't sit here and try to pretend like it's anything other than greed, right? Because and the fact that so many people have just gone along with it, and it just feels like nobody's seen anything about it. Like, it got to the point where I'm just watching games, and all of a sudden I'm going like, "Wait, are did they just did, are are they doing like you'll, you'll come in, you're watching a game on during the finals, or right before the right before the game starts, and they'll have the TNT guys coming in uh, doing the over and unders, and I'm like, "Wait, what? Wait, wait the, oh, huh? Wait." I expect this from I expect this from UFC, right? I expect this from somebody like Dana White in the UFC who are literally, you know, uh, uh, doing everything in their power to not pay their uh, their fighters. And uh, the the MMA lifestyle is so like into crypto again because you're they're desperate for money, so they're all into crypto. I expect that, and also uh, like fighting in Vegas and things. I I, I expect that. I, I don't expect this when I'm watching a basketball game. I don't expect this when I'm watching football. I don't expect this. Like, it's disgusting, to be perfectly honest. It's, yeah, I, it's just, I, it's just one of the things that, like, I feel like I'm almost like gaslit because I'm watching the, yeah. I'm watching this happen and I'm going like, are we really just, I remember when you guys, like, I, with you, you guys wouldn't put a football team into Vegas because you thought that, okay. Well, what's also interesting, another one of our stories we're going to get to later is, does this change the economy for information gatherers? So when Schefter's deal was up, the big bidders weren't NBC, ABC, and, and, and ESPN. It was DraftKings. It was because if you've got the inside track on information, then guess what? You're more valuable to a gambling service. And so that's where the next big shift's going to see how this thing really changes the economy around it. Speaking of the economy around sports, the NIL is here, and guess what, guys? When horses leave barns, you don't get them back in barns, particularly the horses made of money. The NCAA is now crying foul, saying that all these NIL deals we brought under jurisdictional review, except for these two huge problems. One, the NCAA is a bunch of bitches, and two, they don't have subpoena power. If you're a college athlete who was enticed to join your school by anyway, hook, crook, contract, whatever, just don't say anything. They can't stop you all from playing. And, again, there are some bitches. I, I, I just... <sighs> Chris, for tears, they came out and said, hey, NCAA, these rules are archaic. You should probably compensate the players. And the NCAA said, fuck you. Here's a water slide. They said, hey, the NCAA, you guys are using our teams as money laundering funds. You should probably just pay the players. They said, fuck you. Here's a barbershop. And as opposed to adding these amenities, they could have just cut these kids a check and built rules around them getting checks. But since they didn't want to build rules, they they legitimized the black market, and now there's no going back. If the NCAA really wants to crack down on these schools, these schools will fucking leave. They NCAA exists for one reason and one reason alone, keep kids broke. And now that these schools are realizing that kids don't want to be broke, and the kids realizing that they shouldn't be broke, things are going to change. Well, and I, for one, support burning down the NCAA. Well, I do too, but I think this is also where the previous story we were just talking about scares me because mm-hmm. when you start mixing that with gambling, this – and, like, I'm not – right now, I'm not worried. I'm annoyed but I'm not worried about what I'm seeing. I'm worried about what comes next because but it's the same worry. It's the same worry with, with, uh, with, right. With, uh, compensated athletes, except for the fact that oh, no, it is. the only reason I would say your worry is hopefully going to be cut off at the past because I think the people in charge can see that same worry and say, look, if we compensate them, they can't be bought out. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, we're everybody doing it the wrong way. Like just pay them. Right, like the next again, the I'll, next I'll, step is going to be the University of Georgia football team brought to you by University of Georgia. It's going to be LLCs and corporations elusive affiliated with the schools. Right, it needs to be. Right, that, that's the only thing that makes sense. This is ridiculous. The system we have is ridiculous. 
I'm mad that I didn't get like I didn't even get free pizza or some shit in Columbia. Like I don't want a billboard and shit. I should have gotten something. <laughs> I just think we all need to stop pretending amateurism exists. It's ridiculous and it's holding back everything. Um, there were two big releases this week. The first was the Kendrick Lamar album. I haven't heard it yet. This is not a music review site. The second was the NFL schedule leaks. And Chris, <laughs> there were some great ones. The Falcons put out a Rube Goldberg machine that if you watch the whole thing, it restarts. Very entertaining. The, uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers put out a 90s inspired, uh, throwback schedule release. Very well done. Nothing beats the Chargers. Yeah, their anime one. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. Make the anime now. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. All the little Easter eggs, the one piece for uh, the Raiders. They had a Chucky doll in the trash can with the Raiders. They, uh, what was the other ones? Uh, just, it's just the whole thing. The, the Waffle House thing was not take, that was uncalled for. The 23 thing uncalled for. As a no longer Falcons fan, doesn't hurt me anymore. I just feel like those were uncalled for shots to be taken. I will say this. I might be a Chargers fan. I'd forgotten that I didn't have a football team this fall. I gave up on the Falcons because they pursued Deshaun Watson. I found that disgusting. And so now I'm really interested to see kind of what the next step's going to be with my, nope, Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to keep messing that up, aren't I? <laughs> um, you know what? Because I don't, I, I don't have a, I don't, I enjoy not having a team. I feel like I'm going to be happy this way. It's yeah, one. It, it makes you happier because you can just en- enjoy this. Album. We'll talk about that when we get to the basketball stuff. Um, but it just makes it it's so much less stress. And the world is so stressful right now. I need a less stress. So I just all the games are good. Care and when they're terrible, that's when I go to social media. So we can talk about how terrible it is. And it, it works both ways. I always win. You know. <laughs> good matter of apparently for the ten years after he retires, Tom Brady will be in the booth for Fox talking about football. This all became a bigger thing once Tony Romo entered the CBS booth, gave those insights where he called, I think, two or three plays in a row correctly, and gave him a boatload of money. Chris, I hope you're sitting down. The Fox contract for Tom Brady kicks in the day he retires, and it runs for 10 years at $375 million. Is that more money than he's ever made playing football per year? You're goddamn right it is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what, though? You know what, though? You know what? I hope that I'm, I'm glad. You know what I want? I, you know what I want to happen? I want him to be terrible at it. Because now, guess what? You still gotta pay him. <laughs> it's like, because the thing is, like, well, what if he's not good at it? And before we say, well, no, why wouldn't he be? <laughs> we have oh, plenty. No, hold on. Tom Brady's never said anything interesting ever. Like <laughs> him not being good at it is a there's a non-zero chance of him being very bad at this. <laughs> It's like, but if you're if you're if you're Fox and you've already got league partnerships and you know the ratings going up no matter what, Tom Brady automatically adds whatever you're doing gravitas. Oh yeah, Let's no. say he's bad in the booth. Throw him on the pregame show. Throw him at halftime. To have the dude Rico thing that for NBC, whatever they do, like you can find ways to use him. They're paying three hundred seventy-five million dollars for the rights to Tom Brady. I just question. It's not my money. I don't give a shit. Is it really worth it? But at the same time, if if you're paying a billion dollars for the NFL package, what's this extra money over 10 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm disgusted by it. I just think that, you know, of course Tom Brady's do whatever he wants. He's Tom fucking Brady. But at the same time, like, come on, Tom Brady. Like, let's pretend that we – can we pretend? Is it too hard to pretend that maybe just maybe merit matters? Is that crazy to me, Chris? Is that is that the same thing as me saying like we shouldn't have gambling? At this point, yes. Okay. Great. I'm the dinosaur now. Uh, the WNBA is back. No one. Anyone? I'm excited. I'm excited. WNBA is back. Uh, the first week is in the books. I've been excited to see from Atlanta Dream, but unfortunately, the biggest story so far has been the travel woes. Um, Natasha Cloud said in a tweet, shout out to the WNBA for flying this commercial during a pandemic and no mask mandates. And then uh, on Instagram, she put, at what point do player safety come first? I'm doing my part. This isn't just empty crowing against, you know, things that are happening. Brianna Stewart uh, joined the criticism after she and her teammate Epiphany Prince entered COVID-19 protocol before the game at Phoenix. 
the new Aces general manager, Natalie Williams, tweeted a, uh, sent out a tweet that's been deleted asking celebrities and brands to donate to the cause and help WNBA team charter flights. Chris, we've seen ratings and money skyrocket for this league as they put more investment behind it. What will it take for the people who are in charge of this shit to, to step up? Hold on. Are you saying that if you in, invest in something <laughs> and you put time and effort behind it, yes. more people wow. Like, do more people know this? Do do is this like written down somewhere? Like this this has been studied actually. Like, it's been well well chronicled, I mean, my friend. Is that thing, right? Like the W, like you said, interest in the WNBA has skyrocketed because they're putting more investments into it. So one of those investments has to be your players, right? I mean, again, you know, there's not much to really go into on the, 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 the Brittany or Graham situation, but like, oh my goodness, Graham situation, but like she, she's there because you don't pay your, you know, you don't play the players enough that they like. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, what they're saying here is right. And like I said, I'm I'm going on a flight soon myself, and I already know there's gonna be no mask, so I'll be have to double mask and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not a professional athlete, right? So I'm right. a professional athlete. Why are your professional athletes flying on commercial flights? Because the job is to play basketball, but the job is essentially to also do the travel. Were we were again? I think it was either a UD pod or something like that. Weren't we talking about the time when, like, weren't there? Or we talked about it where was it the LA Sparks? One of the teams that that got um got fined because they their owner was like charter flights for them, so they didn't take commercial. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> they said it was they said it was an unfair competitive advantage. Then then you pay for your flights. Like then you. you and you, as the owner, make sure your team gets the fuck out of here. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. Like, because people who aren't involved in sports as deeply, they hear this kind of shit like college football, and then kids not getting paid. They're like, wait, it just broke my brain. Why are they? Why would they get mad at? But no, this one broke my brain because I remember that we, I remember the story about them getting fined. I think it was two teams that got fined because their owners were like, no, nah, my people are not flying on commercial flights. We're going to charge them flights. And I'm like, wait, yeah. That's what you need to do. What the fuck? Like, there are so many different things I think they could be doing with this. Like, yeah, I, I yes, they, they absolutely need to be doing this. And it shouldn't come down to celebrities and other people donating to the cause. If anything, one, NBA, you make enough fucking money. Yep. <laughs> you, you put some money aside, right? You know, work partnerships with the, the, the WNBA teams that are in of the same uh uh markets as their, their NBA team. Something like that. You put some money aside and help them out. Another thing too is like if you're running a WNBA team, I can't believe you're struggling for money like that. So um maybe that's part of, again, this goes to my whole thing with people running businesses that shouldn't be running businesses. If you're running a business, you need to be able to afford to take care of your employees. And to me, part of that when it comes to running a WNBA team is making sure your players don't have to take commercial fucking flights. So if that ain't the budget, you need to work on some shit. It's it's just so wild to me because you'd think that there'd be some modicum of movement due to the, um, the sheer just volume of public shame. Every third WBA story can't be this these these teams are broke. At the same time, when I hear people say, Oh, talk about it the next CBA, hey man, we're watching First round draft picks go unsigned. We're watching players get sent by the wayside and then have to go to Russia or overseas to even try to compete, not just for a living wage, but to get the paid play for pay at all. It needs to be league expansion today. It needs to be league, a larger fund of money for travel today. Higher standards for travel today. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. And what we're about to talk about next is the parent company of the WNBA. It's the NBA who's experiencing record high ratings for these playoffs. Who are building new stars in front of us and doing so at the serious, serious detriment of my sleep cycle. Chris, this is that bullshit. Yes. And normally, because I don't have a dog in these hunts, I'd be like, oh, it doesn't look close. Let me go to bed. Because all these niggas can hit threes now. There's no, there's no guy in there who just, I like to hit, I like to fight and get rebounds. None of those guys anymore. It's the most talented NBA ever. Everyone can hit a damn three. So a 30-point lead could be gone in two fucking minutes. I'm tired, Chris. 
I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm, this is the first time in my life where, like, the joke of the playoffs are kicking my ass is 10,000% true. I I have so many thoughts on this. One, <laughs> I, I, I miss – I miss – I'm showing my age here, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm a week from 40, and so I guess I'm old now. But I miss when you got the triple header on Sundays on ABC mm-hmm. at a reasonable hour, right? Not you got a triple header on Sunday, and we're starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. What are we doing? And this is the first round triple headers. This is like round two conference semifinal good ass series triple headers. Like what are we? You're making all the West Coast games start at 10. What are you? What are you thinking? <laughs> I look at the recording this on Sunday. The tip for Celtics uh, Bucks game seven is at three thirty, and I said the word "why" out loud. Why? You know, you know what I, you know what I've been doing for those for the for the West Coast games. The game starts at ten. I watch a little bit. I go to sleep on the couch. I wake up an hour and a half, two hours later, and go, oh, okay, game's close now. Uh, I guess I can finish watching the game now because it's like I can't watch this. Who's watching this other than the West Coast, right? Who's but then, then like is the West Coast able to watch the first game, the, the East Coast game? So it's like you're picking one, and like you said, the problem is all the games are good. I, wasn't, I was not mentally prepared to like all the teams involved <laughs> to have some sort of like, oh, I care about this team because X, or this team's interesting because Y, or hell, they're just fun to watch. Let's start with the first team that's not in the playoffs anymore. We'll light a small candle here for the Memphis Grizzlies. My God, they did it. They came out. They had an amazing regular. They put on a show for the playoffs. They did a great first round, but they followed the Warriors in six games, four to two. They lost John Moran halfway through the series, which really was kind of the death knell until game five when they came back and put the dog, beat the dog shit out of the Warriors. Chris, this Grizzly team's a year early. They, they're a year early, and no John Morant. They didn't have for, I think, 22 games this season. They adapted well to playing without him. They did a really good job in game five, obviously winning by over 40 points. But I got to say, as the Warriors get old, like this felt like a Warriors-Spurs series from like 2012, where it's like, one of you's not ready yet, but one of you's on the way. Um, <clears throat> This Memphis team is scary. Right. <laughs> I went to sleep on that. 30-point game that they were down by, or 20-point game they were down by against, who was mm-hmm. it, was it a, a Minnesota? And then, yep. right now, it, it wasn't asleep. We were, I think, we were doing a show. Yeah. And when I got off, right when we got off, I was like, holy shit, the Grizzlies are up. <laughs> they like, come back while we talked. Right, they came back while we talked. And like you said, it's like, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about, you know, now that, Brooklyn's out and, you know, LA didn't make it in and think, I'll see you super teams are done and stuff like that. I'm like, um, no guys, uh, the super, te- you guys are missing, you guys have missed the point of what super teams are. Um, John Morant was, was averaging 40 points a fucking game in this season. <laughs> okay. They still had a real chance of winning this series with a bunch of other people, uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, 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 Bain. And and um what uh, uh what's the other one they have um they have like they have three other people that can do twenty points a game twenty to twenty five right. points or even give you thirty right if it wasn't the 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 Golden State Warriors they were playing they would have still won the series okay yeah um, very much that's a, that's a super team okay I think we need to realize that when you can get a team that can give you three or four people that can give that can almost consistently give you. 20 points a game. Yep. That's what a super team is. Like, not the, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, the Lakers are never going to win because, like, that doesn't make sense to bring, bring Russell Westbrook in there. And then, well, right. I mean, when you got, you know, Hotep Irving on there, like, well, who the fuck knows? Right? You know? Um, so there's that. When you put it, like, and even you look at the, 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 the Golden State Warriors themselves, they're the same way. But it's even more because they're completely unselfish. So you got somebody like Jordan Peele who can step in and give you the 30 points a game a night off the bench or start and doesn't really give a shit either way <laughs> because he knows he's going to play. Like, yeah, man, that that series was entertaining. And I'm with you. I think at some point there's going to be a passing of the torch because that Memphis team is, is, is definitely there. Like I said, if it wasn't for um, – 
you know, the fact that again, the, the warriors have that. I, they know what it takes to kind of weather the storm a little bit. So to right. come back from that kind of beating they got and then come back and win. And again, still come back on the fourth. That's the thing too, right? They came back mm-hmm. to win that game. Uh, what was that game? Uh, the game six in the fourth yeah, to win the fourth. game. That takes experience to come through there. So that's the only thing the Memphis team doesn't have. Yeah, when people always say the championship medal, that's what that the the Golden State Warriors have. And you see it there. But even them, like that's scary. I'm with you. Like everyone can shoot threes. This is well. What's wild is is this threes thing. Everyone's like, oh, you can play forever. It gets harder. Yeah. Like the more you do it, like Steph's numbers are down. Clay's numbers are down. Like the. The Jordan thing, obviously, uh, is able to bully them through the regular season, obviously in the playoffs, but it's a hard way to earn your living saying we're just going to come here and bomb threes on which is why, like, this this Memphis team, we're coming to the rack, dog. And that's why I think they're fun to watch. That's why they're fun for me to watch. And that's why I think that that's a, ta- that's a skill set that transcends your defensive proclivities or an off-night shooting. Yeah, these threes may not be falling, but you know what it is? These fucking dunks. Damn it, like some dunks from John Morant. Like, I. Dog, no. John, just get healthy, baby. I up all off season. I need John to treat John like deal. Don't want it out of the fucking room. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, that dude. I'm like, so nervous watching you play, man, because all I get is like Derek Rose flashbacks. Like, right, I remember the big thing about, like, was, was his injury from Peel and stuff like that. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's a bruise knee. Like, it's like, I, I, it's the one thing I'm like, yo, and that's the one thing I worry about a, a player like him is like, he's so explosive. It's like, like, you got to be careful. Like I, I, I love seeing him, uh, how he plays and things like that. But somebody also needs to sit down with him and tell him it's like we need to also work on some other things with your game so that um, when you can't do that shit no more, you're so effective. Yeah, I've also seen that as well, where you have people like that that have that unbelievable like athletic talent, but then an injury comes in and they're mm-hmm. never the same way. Now, to, to be fair, I think he's got enough talent that that won't stop him because like, even in that series, he was starting to. They were leaving him open because they were like, he doesn't hit threes like that. And he was knocking down threes. So, again, he was averaging 40 right. fucking points a game. That was <laughs> so unfair. For real. So, yeah. Oh. Well, stay in the Western Conference. Talk about Phoenix playing with the Mavs right now. It's 3-3. They're going to be playing tonight at 8 p.m. on TNT. 8 p.m. Um, oh, this is oh, an early game. That's the early tip for the West Coast game on Sundays. Uh, the Mavericks look. I am a, I'm a, I'm not Luca hater. I just don't think he necessarily makes his team as much better as everyone thinks he does. That being said, this thing is a flamethrower and, um, I'm not entirely sure what the Suns are going to do. I know that it's always gone to the home team in this series. That being said, um, Chris Paul is not who he was in the first two games of the series. Devin Booker's taking some dumb shots. I think that in a way it's been really impressive for me because I never, I personally don't think of Jason Kidd much of as a ex's nose coach, but he's done a good job of saying, oh, Chris Paul went 16 or 16 last round by getting to his spots. What if we don't let him get to his spots? And no. that's whoa. changed everything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, maybe you should coach in the NBA because, like, <laughs> look. Wow. Wow. Did you, like, did you, did you, did you, did you like, how, well, how much Chris didn't how, get there? How much film on Chris Paul did you have to study to come up with that strategy? <laughs> And so, as you're making fun of me, I feel stupid giving uh, Jason Kidd credit, but it has no one else done. It's just in there going like, you know, so what if we don't let him shoot? Hmm. Oops, that's crazy talk. Oh, wait, you know what? You know what? So crazy, it might fucking work. <laughs> it might uh, just work. So I'm with you. Um, Like, Again, I, I've been in and out of the NBA, and I only—I literally only watch when it comes to to playoff time. Um, but Luca's one of those those guys. Like, I I don't hate him, but I'm like, you shouldn't work. <laughs> like, like I. Oh like, no 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 no! Let me let me make something very fucking clear. This nigga like it's it's absurd how good Luca's at basketball. Like, like watching him put these dudes in blenders offensively is. I, Miraculous. I, However, I, as a like teammate, the, all you're doing is watching. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm watching him going like, like I know he's really good. Like I know he's good because like he's putting the numbers up. But I'm watching him. I'm going like, and I know I could not guard you, right? I know, mm-hmm. no, I could not. Mm-hmm. You, you would get those numbers. 
But I'm like, he's making professional NBA players look like me. <laughs> and, it's not, yes. and I'm like, it's one thing when John Morant does it. It's one thing when when some somebody, but it's like, Luca's also kind of like built like me. <laughs> so I always remind people about Luca. It's about Luca. Luca's young in the league. He's been playing professional basketball since he was seventeen. Right, and and what what um what country is he from? Spain. No, 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 no he's not. I take it back. Is he he is from. Where's Luca from? Ba, 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 ba. Slovenia. Where was where was Ginobili from? Ginobili's from Spain. Okay, Argentina. No, it's Argentina. Excuse me. Jesus. Is that? It's like the guy that you're like you shouldn't you shouldn't be that good, but you are, and. I shouldn't hate it, but it's, 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 it's me. It's me. And I'm watching him. You, and I'm watching, I admit, it's a me thing. It's a me thing. It's, it's totally, he's, I, like, and I'm watching him put these, and I'm, and I'm literally watching him as he's cooking motherfuckers. Like, he is cooking the, the, the Phoenix Suns. He's cooking them. And I'm like, I can't explain it. Ah. So this is the, the this is the third elimination game he's faced, and the first time he's won. Oh my god. It's just so wild to me that like we're I, I, we could I could be watching Luka Doncic make the leap into something that we've got to watch. He's already he's in all. You look at his playoff numbers. It's like him and Jordan, and you're like, wait, what? And you're like, yeah, man. And then you watch him play, and it holds up. And you're like, I don't like any of this. It seems like magic. Don't appreciate it. He's 23 years old. I don't like it. I it just I like I man. I, yes. As, as as a, as a damn near forty year old, you're like, this doesn't make any sense to me. This, oh, you're like, what's his historical comp? I'm like, LeBron? I don't know, man. There isn't really one. Yeah, he put up last game. He put up thirty three, eleven, and eight, and I'm just like, how? I, Chris, I've got nothing. For, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, again, I, you watch him, like, you know what, you know Chris, what it Chris, is. He did those numbers in thirty five minutes. Oh my god, you know what it is? Like he's. He's the guy when you go to play basketball at the park or somewhere at the gym or something like that, and you see him because you you've never seen him play before. And you're like, oh yeah, I got him, I got him, and he cooks you all fucking game. Except that this was like, an NBA game, like, right? It and, NBA. And, then, and then everybody's like joking, and you're like, but how? Like, how am I getting cooked like this? And everybody's just like, just get your hand up. My hand is up. He's still cooking me. <laughs> like, no, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, I played football in college. They'd be like, why can't you block him? Like, you try to fucking block it. Right. You, you think I'm not trying? You think I'm not doing my damnedest? Right, right, right. Is, is he that guy? And just like, good for him though. Good for him. Like, he's cooking. He's cooking the fucking Just stuff. Absolutely cooking people. Um, we go now to, and I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this backwards. I'm gonna talk about the team that won first, and they're gonna make fun of those fucking losers in Philadelphia. <laughs> the Miami Heat have built a thing here that I'm not entirely sure it's gonna be stoppable because they aren't doing it. Like Jimmy Hart, uh, Jimmy Butler's doing his thing. They don't have a true point guard right now because of the injury is Kyle Lowry. But like last game, do you did you see who started a point guard for the last game? No, who was it? I saw the game, but I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, I'm gonna say a name, and your your response. I'm prepping you now that you're gonna say who. Gabe Vincent. Oh, that's right. It was him. And the off guard started was Max Struess. They're yeah. taking undrafted niggas, making them playoff but game Max starters and winning. But Struess had twenty and eleven though. It's I'm like, not saying. Look, I'm not saying it's not working. I'm just saying these are undrafted niggas. Like these are just niggas. Like these just doing on the street. It's like they walked into the store and were like, um, you, you're tall. You're tall. Come with me. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Come with me, son. You don't play basketball. Put, put, put this jersey on. It's, Max Drews is undrafted from fucking DePaul. So there's a couple things, because I, I, I don't really pay attention to the regular season. Like I said, I'm always a playoff person, so I just, yeah. I'm, I'm literally that guy. I'm I'm that guy. I'm that guy that comes in during the during the, the time when it's really competitive. Like, Welcome. Right. Um. So I didn't realize that the Miami Heat were the number one seed because yes. the only thing I remember from the from the Miami was the fight they almost had between Jimmy Butler and uh what's his name um Spo yeah uh, not just Spo but um the other nigga uh, uh, yeah so 
I remember that. I was like, oh, they must, they, they mustn't, they must be chugging in the playoffs. No, apparently these niggas are the number one seed in the East. And these niggas is fighting over how much they want to win. Right, right. And then I'm like, and then, so between, so the only thing I knew about the, uh, the Miami Heat was that, and that fucking, like, was the Bud Light commercial that keep having Jimmy Butler taking on the fucking plane? Those are the only things I know about the, uh, the Miami Heat, right? So, so, and then I watched them and I'm like, wait, these niggas is beating niggas. Like, these niggas. When they choked out Trey Young, I was like, y'all in trouble. Because y'all yeah. remember Trey they took the league on fire last year, and they put the thing in the sleeper hold and was like, now nah, you're down here, young man. Right. Like, no lights get shenanigans this year. You just right. put him in the fucking put him on the ground, man. It was right. So I, I, I do and and honestly, we're gonna talk about that series next. I think the, whoever comes out of the, the, the Boston Milwaukee series is gonna be so fucking banged up. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I don't know about Miami, man. Like, they, so, it, so Miami has really picked on, and, and I hate doing this in this playoff. They picked on very imper- imperfect teams. There's a bad injured Hawks team, and they went through a Sixers team who we're going to make fun of very shortly. I promise. The the thing about it is, whoever they would face next, we're going to talk about that matchup next. You're facing a complete fucking basketball team. Yeah, and if so, it's the Bucks, you're replacing one without Chris Middleton, but where Giannis is in full on God mode. And I'm not like they can swarm you like army ants, but Gabe Vincent does not need to be on the court with Giannis at any point. That can't happen. Yeah. Um. And also, yeah. So I think they're gonna have their hands full with whoever comes out the next series. The only thing they can hope for hope for is these two these the, those two bulls of teams like literally almost knock each other out <laughs> in, in well, this game seven, right? Which we well, saw honestly, what happened in game six for the right. But, we'll talk. But like, there's a really yeah. chance, chance that could happen. Um, oh, sure, someone can get beat the fuck up. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Sixers. Let's talk about everything that's gone wrong there. When the lead story out of your loss is, remember that time we traded Jimmy Butler? Like, that's not a good thing. Um, <laughs> when the beef's like, yeah, I don't even know why we traded him. That guy. Oh, Joel's like, that's my dog. I'm like, he, he, that was like three years ago. What are you talking about? Um, but but before we start the series, we gotta yes. start. We gotta we. Before we get to the end, you got to start at the beginning. Why on earth, when you're up 30 points in an elimination so game so with here. three minutes left, is anybody, but particularly your MVP, your unstoppable force, why is he still in the game? Why, Doc? Why? I'll tell you because he's Doc, why? Why is he in the game? Why? I don't – like. I, what, like when I found out that's what happened to him, and 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 that's what I was like, well they were it was a close game, right? No, 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 no. Well it was like still third quarter, right? No, 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 no. What? <laughs> what? Don't. And, and 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 I could come out here and make fun of um, James Harden's inability and refusal to shoot, um, but I think that had more to do with. A interpersonal squabble between him and Embiid. You can see. So I think it was game five. Embiid took or Harden took a bunch of shots and Embiid refused to shoot. And then start of game six, Embiid was taking a bunch of shots and Harden refused to shoot. Great petulant bullshit. But it's something that comes with star player bullshit. Like Kobe did this with the six when he was a Laker against the Suns in an elimination game. He said, "I'm just not going to shoot second half. See what you need's got." And so, like, it is some petulant star player shit. But I want to make something very clear. That Kobe wouldn't miss James Harden. Um, and I know Daryl Morey, since he left Houston, has been focused on rebuilding what he could in Philly. Nigga, the time has passed. We are now James Harden forgetting to sign his extension this offseason is going to be the biggest boon for the Sixers. If they max him, cancel this very unserious franchise if they max him. Um, <clears throat> James Harden is now he's got a dad game. Mm-hmm. Like this is not your oh. old, and I've heard people say that maybe it's a hamstring injury. I, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, what it is, he now until further, until proven otherwise, until proven otherwise, right? Um, he's now he he's crossed the line into he's the dad game, and it's one of those things of, and every every kid knows this. Once you beat your dad the first time in basketball, doesn't matter that dad game. Don't work no more. And and James Harden's dad game 
it don't work no more. It's not just his shooting of the three. When I watch this nigga drive to the lane, and he's hoping for a foul, which we got to talk about at some point. Like when we talk about, yeah. we'll talk about this during the Milwaukee and Celtics game. But like the refing in this, as somebody who's completely <clears throat> neutral, the refing in this series and all these series has been consistent. Inconsistent is terrible. But he's he hoping for a foul because he has no ball control, no way of it. Right. Like at some point, like yes, he's fouled, but I don't even think it should count because it's like. Nigga was never going in. <laughs> like it, like he has, like he has, he, he, no, this is not. And I understand that they wanted to get rid of Ben Simmons, but like bad trade. <laughs> like yo, zero zero, everyone loses. Right, right. <laughs> Nobody won. I mean, and, in this. and you talk about like, and, and and look, I have my own personal biases against Doc Rivers. He's a very bad coach. I think he's particularly bad at the people part of this job. I think he's consistently bad at the people part of this job, but he has friends in the media, has old ties to the media, so everyone's nice. So. Hold on, hold on real quick about that, right? They were talking about how Doc got like is like on on like an all time winning list for a playoff or something like he just got to that list. But when they showed you the numbers, I'm like, it's almost a fifty fifty record. It's like one oh six to like ninety five. And I'm like, it's not good. <laughs> I was like I saw that I was like Wait, Doc you're not Rivers, gonna, you're not going to mention the other number. You're not going to mention the Doc fact Rivers that it, Kevin Garnett will live off 2008 for the rest of their lives. <laughs> These things won one title. <laughs> like, think about it. Think about the mid to late 2000s Celtics. You think these niggas ran the league one ring, one, one, nah. and Doc been blowing leads since. It's it's not fair. I think that when people think uh, blame blame Doc, I think a lot of the reaction turned to it was, well, he's not on the court. He's not doing this. But I think what you said was the, 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 the key thing there. Doc is bad at the people thing. And when you're, dead, when you're bad as a coach at the people part, the, you can see here where we just talked about with him, <clears throat> something clearly going on between Embiid, Embiid and, and Harden. When you're bad as a coach at the people thing, it doesn't work. Your 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 team is not a team. It's not a family. Like we talked about this before, mentioned in the the Golden State Warriors, right? When you can bring when you can, when when you have Steph coming off the bench and you know to get get himself back and you have Pool coming in and you can swap him and bring him in and things like that. And, and Pool knowing that at some point, like you know, yeah, he's going to come back and be starting. And but the way the team talked about it, the way the team supported each other, like you can tell, oh, Kerr has control of that locker room and mm-hmm. they're a team. They're a family. You don't get that with the Sixers, and that goes up to the top. It's not your yeah. star play because your star plays are talking about some. Oh man, that Jimmy Butler, that's a good guy. Which we, which we <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like that clearly tells me that you as a coach don't have control of your locker room, right? It's your team, your locker room. I don't give a fuck who the lead player is, right? You know, because we've seen the opposite side of it. Like when when you look at the Lakers, and you're like, oh, that's LeBron's team, right? Who was the yeah. coach? That's LeBron's team. You see what happens when you do that. Um, the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, uh, you know, we don't even need a coach. Like, we don't need a coach. Well, well, uh, <laughs> uh, back to differ. I think I do need a fucking coach. You need to listen to them because clearly, yeah, doing it on your own doesn't work. So, yeah, no, this is entirely on Doc's fault. And yeah, no, fuck, yeah, no, it's terrible. Doc's post game was a man trying to get fired and get a Lakers job. <laughs> you did a bad job, then write that. We weren't expected to do anything when I got here. Nigga, what? <laughs> he just lied. Just the lies. It was just, mwah. I was like, what are you just, you're just saying anything? It was, I, I for one, appreciate his boldness. I know Daryl Morey said that for sure Doc's coming back, but Daryl Morey said that he was taking time off to be with his family when he left the Brockett shop and he worked for the Sixers the next day. So I don't believe nothing he's going to say. They all worked the media. I expect him in L.A. for that train wreck next year. Now, mm-hmm. talk about the main events. It'll be, it'll be played in the book by the time you hear this. But, man, this Celtics-Bucks series, I'm good. I'm happy as shit as the East Coast teams. Because I'd, I'd have been drinking coffee at midnight to watch any of these games. Dog, when Drew Holiday stripped that ball in game five. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then game four, the Al Horford game. 
Yo, yo, like, yo, <laughs> like, like, what's, what's so crazy about that is you see Al Horford, like, literally having the resource, and then you, you look, then you look over at James Harden, you're like, you're probably what? Say, do something. Do something. <laughs> He's like, poke him. Al Horford's 35. Right, right, you know, and then guard, having the guard Giannis. <laughs> Wait, and no, I'm like, not just having, yo, bloodying Giannis. Hey, Giannis, Giannis, Giannis hit with that forearm, he said, bet. Got you, and then cooked the rest of the way down right. the stretch. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Al Horford finishing a plus twenty in a playoff game in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two is insane to me. Yeah, yeah. That 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 dunk he got, and like I think he got. I think I'll talk about the rest later. But that that flagrant he got after because of the, the arm hit. I think somebody in the face afterwards. And I was like, no, no, he did not hurt somebody. He hit Giannis, and that was on purpose. Yeah, worth it. I was like, worth it. That was no. all worth it. That was the plan, my nigga. That was the plan. I'm going to get and hit this nigga. Cause I, cause I, cause I, I, cause I come back to that, that him looking at Yana, Yana dunked on him and yelled at him, him doing the, okay, okay, nigga, I got you. I got you. I and bet. Fair like, <laughs> play, yo. Someone was like, someone was on the radio like, I don't think he meant to. I'm like, no, he struck Yana's. That was a blow. He meant to, no, he was just dunking. No, that was an attack. And he will tell you that to, to your face. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. The, you know, that was two games ago. I know. This series was great. The last game with Tatum and Giannis. So Tatum Dog. had 46 and 9, and then Giannis had 44 and 20. So, so what I'm trying to explain to people who like, who, like, so you, you were here last playoff, so you know some of this shit, so you, cause you saw the Giannis last playoffs. Mm-hmm. So people would like dip in and out of the game. Yeah, I'm like, guys, you gotta understand. Giannis last season discovered and showed us that he can say, okay, I'm going to go God mode, get on my back. And like, what do you mean? It's like, well, we call a lot of kids, a lot of players these days, superstars. There are very few get on my back superstars in these days, right? Giannis is a straight up, I'm going to get 44. What? I'm going to get 44. We'll play before the game. We'll get 44 and 20. And he'll do it. And, you know, 46, we may see the emergence of that. But last year in that game six against Phoenix was, I need you to score a billion points, and I'm going to go do that. Well, the big yeah. steal for Giannis last year was the free throws. What Giannis do in game six? 14 to 15. 14 out of 15, which was – I'm watching it going like, wait, is this nigga 14 out of 15 from the line? <laughs> like, I'm like, like, nigga, what? And, again, it's one of those things of like – and, again, this is where I and – I, and I, I, this is where I understand and where I was saying it's like – you know, both these teams might bloody themselves up so much that, that he'd have a chance. Um, because, like, I don't know how you guard or even call a game against Giannis. Because, I'll be honest, I don't know what a charge is anymore. I don't. I'm just saying it's objectively, I don't. Because, and to be fair, I think, it's, again, I blame the refs because they're not calling it consistently. Right? So, I don't know what it is. I just know one thing. Um... If I see this nigga coming down the head of his team and I don't talk about the, the line, I'm not getting him. I'm not taking that charge. Like I've been, I've been hearing like, I, I think it's Hubie Jackson or somebody who's calling the game, going, "Well, that's why you got to step in and take the charge." I'm like, "Go take it." I'm like, "Nigga, I'm watching. I'm watching people like Horford and and um and Greg Williams lose like five years of life every time they take a Giannis charge." Dog, if a coach told me to take a Giannis charge, I'd be like, you first. You go take one, old man. What the fuck is this? Like, I'm not taking a Giannis charge. No, no. There's not enough money in the world. No, no. I'd rather get hit by a Von Miller, but at least I'm wearing pads, nigga. Like, this, no. this, is, this is the, well, I mean, how much, I mean, would you, would you, would you get hit by Mike Tyson for a million dollars? Nigga, no. 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 This is up there. This is right on that level. It's a great, great example. I'm like, no, because, nigga, like, how much of that million dollars is going to go to my medical bills afterwards? Like, <laughs> if, if the Bucks are still playing after you listen to this, go watch the next series. And if they're not, go watch an old game. Watching these niggas getting ready to shoot free throws and just look at his arms, please. Like, it doesn't make any good goddamn sense. I, this tall, seemingly skinny motherfucker be this swole and will run through the midline of you. He will atomize you. And that's why, like, Again, it's going to come out after the game's played. I'm picking the Bucks because I've seen Giannis do the thing where he's like, no one's going to stop me today. What? No one's going to stop me today. And no one stops it. And 
Jason Tatum, I, he could be, this could be the coming out party where Jason Tatum reaches that level, but he's not there for me yet. So I'm taking Giannis until proven otherwise. And if the Bucks win this series, and then that's the other thing that needs to impress on everyone. The Bucks are doing this without their go make a shot nigga. Chris Middleton is yeah. their creative. Yeah. Things get tight, give it to Chris and make something happen. He hasn't played a second this year. Yo, Giannis, so, so I'm looking at the, the, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the box. Yeah. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking at this, right? So Giannis last game, 44 and 20. Okay. Game oh. before that, game before that, game before that, 40 and 11. Okay. 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 40 and 11. Game before that, he is 34 and 18. You see my point, right? Nigga, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> nigga, I'm not guarding that. <laughs> nigga, the game before how that? Do the game that? that like, how do you, I, what, like, and like you said, like. The game before that was 42, 12, and 8. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, at this point, you're just like, okay, so the nigga's going to get 40. But we just, I'm gonna make sure the other niggas ain't gonna beat. And that's, that's literally what the Boston Celtics strategy is. He's gonna get 40. Let's just make sure nobody else can get over 20. Which is not a bad strategy at this point, cause he's it's not a terrible Christmas. strategy, but I don't know how tenable it is, cause you think he's on top at 40? Hmm? I mean, no. Cause I'm thinking, Giannis is taking three pointers now to take, to, to, to get a break. And that's the other thing too, like, that scares me. Like, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know because here's my thing. It's like Tatum had Tatum had that monster game last game, but Tatum's also kind of something that can be an efficient. He's not like like it's, it's both him and, and Booker to me are are like sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Right mm-hmm. when they're there, they don't give you them them them, them stats. Like Tatum couldn't miss in that fourth quarter. No, right? impossible. He, yeah, it was just impossible. And then they got Jalen Brown with twenty, and then Marcus Smart also. Had a great game. The, if, the thing about Tatum and, and Booker is, I was listening to Bomani's podcast. He said those are two guys from the Kobe system, meaning their favorite shots are the hardest shots. Exactly. And Giannis is from the what if I just run through? Run through? He's from the Marshawn Lynch system. You're saying to yourself, Marshawn Lynch didn't play basketball. He runs through a motherfucker's face. That's literally what Giannis does. Like they'll hit a three. And Giannis was to get the ball, go full length, and then get a three-point play. Well, mm-hmm. I see you're a three. Well, I got a three-two the hard way. Let's keep going, <laughs> right? It's also it's, demoralizing your team because you can't stop eight. Right, and that's what they too. Because then, especially if it's at if it's home for them, well, even if it's not home, it demoralizes the crowd or pumps up the crowd. And so, because I watched that happen in the last series, while the Celtics pulled it out, there'd be times when they hit the three, and then Giannis comes down. Next thing you know. Three point play, you know, and we saw in the game, what was it, game five, where Celtics were up, and then somehow you sent them at you, you literally watched the Bucks walk mm-hmm. the Celtics down. It was <laughs> like I'm watching the game going, okay, cool, they're up by 12. And I'm like, wait, okay, they're, they're still in there, but wait, wait, are they, are the Bucks about to, ugh. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, it was a grind, and I'll be honest, the Celtics aren't built for that. I don't know if, to be perfectly honest, I don't know if anybody else in the playoffs is built for that. Like that, And that's my thing, is if they can get through this series, I that's my pick to win it, because they did this shit last year, and if they get Chris Middleton back, cancel Christmas. The fact that this series is, this series should have been over in, what, five, six? Mm-hmm. Five? They shouldn't have won in game five. Should have been over in six. Yeah. They held on. They've got – this is what we talked about with the Warriors, too. That championship medal, that championship pedigree, the having been there before. It matters. It counts. And we'll see if it pays off at 3.30 today. But, Chris, man, thank you for coming on. I know you and I recorded a bunch of stuff today. Do you, you want to specifically plug on the way out of here? Um, Only thing is that character corner we just did on Hickman. Hickman, uh, was it part nine now? Yeah. Yeah. On part nine. So check that out, especially if you've seen the Multiverse of Madness. We're, you know, we're going down the rabbit hole, guys. So, um, yeah, that's it. Oh, wait, actually, there's oh. one more thing. 
I got our, our boy sure. Justin from Three Fist Podcast uh, did a bunch of interviews with uh, black uh, black women creators. So some of those will start hitting uh, the character corner feed in June. So stay tuned for that. I had to find out about that from him. I actually, yeah, I forgot about it. So I figured <laughs> we do a lot of stuff. Guys. He hit me up before. He's like, "Hey, I got them all. Were you going to put them?" I was like, "Oh, that was a thing that we did talk about." <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh man, Chris, thanks for coming on. Make sure you guys check out Character Corner feed, Super Tuesday feed, all the other feeds that we do. Make sure you go premium to catch. I think we're doing. Um, is Miss Marvel behind the premium wall? Yes, Ms. Marvel will be behind the premium wall. So as Marvel starts later this month, we're going to be on behind the premium wall for the, or I guess next month, behind the premium wall for that. Get you ready for that series. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week.